How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast, and the boy is back. Josh Blackmore is back. Of course, if you are with us for your second year of fall sports with Suncast, you know JB very well. Covered football for us last year, and guess what we're doing today? We're gonna talk a little Sun Conference football. JB, what we got on the schedule today? Um, how's it going, everybody? It's good to be back. Um, can't wait to cover football this year. Um, it's going to be a good year. A lot of intriguing non-conference matchups, which is the, the highlight of this week's episode. Um, you know, got some Division One opponents, some top dog NAI opponents, and also some Division Two opponents. Um, you know, we're just going to dive in, give you guys a little information on each team and what they got to offer against our Sun Conference teams and, you know, kind of go from there. Yeah, we've got some great interviews uh, coming up later on in the next few weeks. Uh, we're trying to get the schedule. Josh just got here uh, Tuesday? Yeah, Monday. Monday night and fall camp. Holy cow. Look, dude, I have done fall camp as long as I can remember. High school, into college and everything. This fall camp's a little bit different. And it's not like we're doing anything. It was the heat. And, uh, oh, this Florida heat is unbelievable. Dude, it's something else this year. My car has read triple digits all four days I've been, all three days I've been here. Kind of miss that New York weather. We, oh, we, man, we've got to accustomed to it. Eighties was the high. Eighties was the high. We were chilling, but dude, I had uh, not Ross, but one of our trainers today told me Southeastern had to like stop their football practice or cancel it or something because it was so hot in Lakeland when they were trying to practice. Like it, it's dangerous. Dangerous how we had it. I mean, Especially got, on that turf that a lot of teams are starting to get. Yeah, I mean, that turf is unreal. Yeah, I mean, now Warner got the turf. Everybody's on, on turf now. Jeez, it's it's warm. But so athletes, of course, stay hydrated. Coaches, and y'all are gonna put push you guys. Obviously, I mean, oh yeah, you have yeah. to. You got to get everybody ready. Yeah, it's not how, gonna cool down at all. Yeah, imagine how them boys down in South Florida are feeling right now. Flomo guys, they, they, they have it the worst for sure. For sure. But speaking about the fall camp, I mean, I'm getting yeah. a little bit more of an idea of what, what every day in fall camp looks like you yeah. know, by knowing your schedule and, you know, talking to you every day. So I mean, respect, respect to you football players, man. Like, I play baseball, as you guys know, and, it you know, it gets tough in the fall, like, with the workouts and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that no match to these this no. fall camp. I mean, all day long, meetings, practice, weights, training room, the whole nine. I mean. You don't know the best decision I've ever made, like, maybe in my entire life. Be a punter. <laughs> be a punter. Be a punter. Like, like we still do all the conditioning, the workouts. We're out there, pads and all that. But like, sometimes I'm sitting there and doing like my drops, my little drills or whatever. I'm just seeing like, gosh, take, man, they out take, here. Take the helmet off. Take the helmet off. Get milk, some water. Milk, milk the water. Breaks. Milk the water. But Ross gives me so much crap for that. Like, oh, there's Reagan just milking the water. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's hot. Try to say, try to stay hydrated. But um, I tell you what, man, uh, before we get into the list and everything now, uh, again, for the year two, everybody remembered last year, I don't give my opinion. If there's a football interview, I may hop on, do some little things here and there. I don't give my football opinion as a player. Uh, Josh is go going to do all that. He, this is his list uh, with his top ten matchups, which will, will it happens to fe feature Weber on their big game, but we'll, we'll get into that. But I'll say this. Um, and I feel very confident in saying this. My third year here at Weber, this is the best team that we, we've had. And it, it's not just a, a talent standpoint. All, everybody that's come in is really bought into the program. Some Coach Patochny uh, has really uh, got in our minds is we're trying to build a program here. It's trying to build a program. I think we're having younger guys uh, buy, buy in. I had a 
guy come up to me, 18-year-old kid, uh, come up to me. I don't want to say his name or leave that on, but a guy that's going to be a big part of Weber, maybe not this year, but in, in the, the future, future for sure. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Um, but he came up to me and was just asking what could he do as a teammate, not even as a – I almost said this, but as a player – as a player, what he can what he can do as a teammate to help continue build and that's so encouraging. That's very encouraging. That means you're doing as a leader. You are on yeah. you know on the team. That's that's something that's you can you know you can give that kind of information to the coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, oh yeah. And not just to help him out, but just to let him know that there's guys paying attention. There's guys who are aspiring to be in that leadership role. And I mean, as I'm if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the leaders that you guys have on this year's team are a little bit older, so you're going to have to do a yeah. lot of replacing. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we kind of have our quote-unquote leaders on the team, and you have a good bit of seniors, but a lot of juniors too. But like, like I was saying, it's these younger kids that are stepping up, and it's what we talked about last week uh, when, when I had both Coach uh, Roberts on, uh, the two coaches for Southeastern soccer and they talk about the culture and building that how big that is in their program i'm starting to see it now in the program that obviously no better than any sun conference team which is uh weber football but jb you want to start uh talking about some big time non-conference games because kind of how the conference schedule or how the schedule works we're gonna have teams play three or four non-conference before hopping full on into conference play which of course you're going to be talking a lot more of it really don't start conference play um, until a little bit later on. There's some big-time non-conference matchups. And number 10 on your list, we're heading down to Miami Gardens. Florida Memorial will take on Grambling State. Um, I believe that's a a week three matchup. Um, We did a little research on on, um, Grambling State, and they do have a a senior tailback coming back who, you know, averaged 9.7 yards a carry, you know, that just reeks bell cow back there. 61 carries, 613 yards, and seven touchdowns. What is his name? Who is that? Maurice Washington. Washington. So, Grambling State, you know, they had a rough year last year. They didn't play any NAI opponents. I believe they did the year before. Um, but they did take on LSU last year and Deion Sanders, Jackson State, or former Jackson State team. Um, it should be a, definitely a good test for, for Flomo. I'll give him a little bit of taste of what Division uh, One football is like. Um, I swear I thought Flomo played them last year, but we checked the schedule and it, and it, it wasn't on there, right? It like, wasn't. I, it, I think they played another play. HBCU, though. I think you're right. I know you're right. I'm going to have to fact check that. Yeah. But, no, I mean, that that's going to be a, a really good game because um, we, we talk about – I think it's a big game for Flomo, Josh, because we get to see Coach Bobby Rome in his second year. And we saw last year they went and played Southern, not exactly what, what they were looking for, but I think it's that's a big game to see what kind of progression we see in the Lions football program uh, for, for you to see, of course, uh, because there's a lot of question marks, obviously, in the Sun Conference. Uh, Kaisers, they, they're, we're going to get into them plenty, and St. Thomas, after the year they had, the disappointing end of not making the playoffs, People kind of forget there's a third South Florida team that's got a new head coach trying to build up a, a program. And I can speak just from a player uh, point of view. They were a scrappy team last year. They were very scrappy Very team. similar to baseball. Those guys, are, they're not pushovers. No. You know, they're they're out there. They're they That's the type of team that just goes out there and plays. Not much thinking goes on. Just go out no. there and play the sport. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're thinking, they're them, thinking but, but, but like – I, I get what you're saying. You see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot. Some there's of the some heart. of the teams, 
you know, dive a little bit more into some of the, you know, technical aspects of the you know, bunch of film and, you know, game plans and Flomo just, those kind of players are just scrappy, you know, they are they're gritty. just, they're, no, just, like, I'm just like, they're watching, hard. of course they're watching film. Yeah, they're, they're doing all these yeah, things, yeah, yeah. but they're, they just, they have that gritty, and, gritty. is that what you're looking for? I yeah, got gritty, gritty. yeah, there that's a better word for There it. we go. And there you know, go. like, if you look at the Sun Conference, they're, they're one of the teams that definitely lack resources. There's much more teams throughout the conference that have more resources, so you know, they're able to show up every Saturday and give it their all regardless of what they have down there in Miami. You know, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, you know? and, and no, no, it's not. There's uh, that big big test against uh, Grambling, uh, September 6th, 16th? Yeah, 16th on the schedule. But m- moving on, uh, another big test, Southeastern. They get to play a uh, Division two opponent that they already beat beat last year. Now get another shot at them again this year against Savannah State on the first Saturday of September. Yeah, so Savannah State, you know, they were returning their quarterback. He's going to be a redshirt sophomore. He had over 1,500 all-purpose yards with 13 total touchdowns. And when you look at football, a returning quarterback that's been in the system, that's that's very important because, yeah. you know, he knows the system. You know, he can become a leader, and you have guys who can rally around that, and that just, you know, that just makes it for a little bit more of a challenge. Well, there's going to be plenty of pride, I'm, I'm sure, too. Uh, what's their quarterback's name again? Jaden Adams. Yeah, with Adams, I'm sure, coming back, they're going to remember losing to an NAIA team oh, yeah. last year in Southeastern. Definitely they're definitely going to go Bad taste in their mouth. Absolutely. For sure. Speaking of Southeastern, you know, they're going to have to – a big replacement at quarterback. That was a little bit of a question mark towards the end. Um, uh, end of last year, but we'll see what they bring out. We we're waiting on you know that roster and that information. Seems like it's been a little bit hidden, so maybe they have something you know some spicy for us. But yeah. we will see in the the next few weeks what they have to you know to bring out week one. Um, yeah, I mean another big one. Uh, uh, Mark Vichek, uh, their linebacker, I mean that interview. dude. That dude was a dog. I mean that's another guy. And uh, Ryan Cunningham. Ryan Cunningham, another guy that they're going. Uh, to have to replace, but like you said, we're getting more and more information. And in. uh, I mean, again, great, great SID sending everything in. Uh, Kaiser, we're getting Kaiser. They've uh, they've submitted their football info. Going to get to talk a lot about them, and that's who's next on the list. Yeah, Kaiser um, will be huge playing. game. Valdosta, um, Valdosta State, a, a normally you know blue blood D two program. Yeah. Um, Coming off a tough year last year. Very very down year. You, uh, I guess very, one would say. Yeah, there you go. Not not very fitting for that program, but um, Valdosta State. Um, I've taken a look at their roster and you know their stats from last year. It seems like they may do a big time roster flip. All of their skill players, their quarterback, their two running backs, a couple receivers, um, all graduated. So it's going to be a lot of new faces with that program. You know, which could um, which could benefit Kaiser in that way because you know maybe a bunch of freshmen, a bunch of underclassmen who haven't had a ton of reps. And we know Kaiser, you know, they're, they're runner-up in the NAI this past year. Yeah. So, I mean, look look for the Kaiser Seahawks, you know, make kind of have a little upset Well, I mean, I think, I think that, that's a big one because that would be – and, of course, there, there have been <clears> other <throat> times we just mentioned Southeastern Savannah State. But with Valdosta State, they were national champion in 2018. And of course, title town, Valdosta, Georgia. Kaiser last year, I mean, they gave them everything they, they had. Now, fourth quarter, Valdosta State, they had a couple – a couple, a little bit more gas in the tank. Maybe uh, they had a couple, couple more dogs deeper in, in the and uh, their roster. But Kaiser comes in, and of course, they're not only one of the more interesting teams in the Sun Conference. But I know folks over at NAI Football, they're going to be uh, keeping a close eye on the Seahawks because is their starting quarterback back? Not necessarily, but 
Bryce Beasley was that starting quarterback for them at the end of the year, in the uh, playoffs, some big games. Obviously not going to be afraid of the moment this year, but him and some uh, other big-time players coming back. Uh, who else on that Kaiser roster are you look, looking at having a big year this um, year? They do have, you know, they have three um, defense transfers coming in. I think two defensive linemen and a defensive back coming in. You're going to have to check me on that. Um, I don't have the, the report on me. Um, it got deleted somehow from... Hold on, I got it. You, you lost it? Yeah, I got deleted. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, folks. He's knocking the rust off. JB's <laughs> knocking the rust off. But yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, so we, they have a defensive lineman coming in um, and, def- and then two defensive backs, so I was correct on that. All Florida natives looking to come in and make an impact. So, um, we got Devin Williams from Hernando High School. Winter Laloy from University High School and Malik Raz from Forest Hill and West Palm Beach. All three of those guys, you know, looking to make a difference in year one of their careers. You know, Kaiser a storied program in, in, in the NEI. They the last two years they've made, you know, made deep runs in the playoffs. So those guys are gonna have to be ready to play, you know, right away. Yeah, I mean they have uh Obviously, Wendell uh, Filler was one of the best DBs in the conference last year. He's right back. Jaden Meisinger. Uh, now, of course, Burgess is arguably the best running back uh, in Sun Conference history. Leaving Meisinger, he did, he wasn't exactly a, a bad second option for him in down down the stretch. But he's going to have to step up. He's going to be getting a lot more uh, touches as well. And of course, uh, our good friend uh, Jalen Arnold. He's not there. That's going to be big for them. Who's going to step up as that kind of big target, that red zone target? The Seahawks used a lot last year. What a year he had, though. Whew. Yeah, great. I was I was really following him as the year ended. Yeah, you know, looking to see if he was going to be able to play any kind of pro football because you know with that build and that speed, oh, yeah. it was it was definitely promising. I, I'll have to re- we'll have to reach out and maybe get him on like more of like an alumni Suncast or Sun Conference player. Okay, we could we could that could maybe be an idea. I mean, oh, if you're if you're, in, if you're interested. Mr. Arnold, no, you're listening. But um, uh, m- moving on, we'll stay in South Florida, big time matchup. Uh, NAI two, uh, well, you know, I assume it'll be a top twenty NAI matchup, maybe even a top ten to fifteen NAI matchup. Uh, St. Thomas taking on Carroll. Carroll made the playoffs, lost by field goal to Grandview, and we all remember last year disappointing in for St. Thomas not making the playoffs. I don't. Is there going, JB? Is there a team in the Sun Conference, not just Sun Conference football, playing with a bigger chip on their shoulder in 2023 than the Bobcats? Oh, those guys are going to get after it. Yeah. You know that that team has a lot to replace, but they do have one piece that is coming back that is huge. Rontavius Farmer, man, that man ran wild. Yeah, I saw. I saw ran firsthand. Yeah. Wild. I mean, that that's some of the most impressive stat lines you could see. I mean, yeah. we're talking like they have some big boys up, tri- up front. Triple digit rushing yards almost every, every week. Game. Every week, multiple but, touchdowns most of the time. Well, it was almost a given when we were uh, doing we were making our graphics for the game. By the way, football players' graphics gonna look a lot better uh, this year. Shout out, Joe. Uh, but. Uh, it seemed like it was almost a given. Player of the game offensively for St. Thomas almost every game was going to be Farmer. So they get their workhorse back, um, right back as well. Uh, of course, Big Luke, he's back on, on the O-line. Rodriguez back on that O-line for them. But I think that was a big part of St. Thomas last year was that offensive line. A few of those guys have graduated. So obviously some big, uh, big holes to fill up, literally and figuratively. Of course, Thomas at at quarterback, they're gonna have to Mr. St. Thomas, literally. literally I mean, literally. the the quarterback that, that first generation 
of that program, and now they have to have another one. And from what I, from what I've heard, he's actually back with uh, <laughs> with the program. Uh, and We'd love to see that. Absolutely, you would love to see that. Yeah, shout shout his uh, uh, grandma giving that, us that that information. Number one, number one Suncast fan, right? Oh, there. she was all over the, the Instagram, best. all over it. Oh, she's still she's still rock, rocker. She's ready for the fall. She's still gonna be uh, falling. Shot. Greatly appreciated. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, well, speaking but, of yeah. Carol fighting Saints, though, um, they're returning a running a tailback, Matthew Burgess. 4.6 yards a carry, six touchdowns, 597 yards on 126 carries. Um, they have two. They have two tailbacks. Matthew Burgess a little bit better of a year, but both coming back. So their their two tailbacks, you know, tallied up to almost 1,500 yards on the year last year, which is you know, if if one of those guys is doing all that running, 1,500 yards is a pretty good year. Yeah. If you ask me. Not bad. Um. So look look for Carroll. Look for the Saints to you know to run the ball. You know, in this Florida heat. Running the football, you know, it's going to be they they a lot there? of wear and tear. I think they're, uh, I think they're up, up there. Are they, they up there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're at, at Carroll. Yeah, they are. Okay. They, they play like four. Do they play four road games in a row? That's right. We did. We did. We did notice that. You know what? I kind of, I kind of like that. You know who did that last year? It's Kaiser. Huh. Remember, remember Kaiser? They started that year at Lindenwood, at Mississippi College, at Valdosta State. Seeing St. Thomas do something similar. We saw St. Thomas go to Butler, St. Xavier, so something they're, they're a little bit more used to. But I think that's a trend. You might honestly see more teams. Now, I, I was going to add that in a little bit ago when we were talking about um, Grambling and Florida Memorial. But I think as the years progress, you're going to see more and more of these either tougher NAI opponents early on, or even the Division One and Division Two opponents. Because that's just because at the end of the day, you got to win your conference. So like, it doesn't. It matters who you play at the beginning, but those those non-conference matchups serve a purpose along the lines of preparing you for that conference slate. And I think you know the better opponents, the bigger guys you face, the faster guys you face, the stronger teams. It's just going to help help your conference schedule, and you're going to be way more prepared. So definitely look for you know those opponents. And I and I I don't think those well, and it Division One you- and Division Two teams have a problem playing these these good NEI uh-huh. programs because it's I mean some of these like a team like Stetson. Like a FCS Division One opponent, I mean, you look at a really good Kaiser team last year. I mean, that, that I think that they can compete on that schedule. I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, I feel like Kaiser had you know big bodies, you know, a lot of experience. I mean, they know. went toe to toe with Valdosta State in a down year. Like we've already mentioned, Southeastern going to be beating Savannah State last year. Remember Butler, who's in the same division as Stetson. Well, St. Thomas went up there and dominated three, three and a half quarters of that game. I remember we were we were together while that game was going Sorry. on. We were watching on the phone. That's right. So, um, but another another key player for Carroll that we want to look for is Garrett Warden, um, linebacker. Had six sacks, thirteen and a half tackles for loss, and thirty nine tackles on the year. I mean, that's an impact player if you ask me. So, I mean. You know they better watch out for that guy. That guy looks like he flies around the field. Well, and making I, I, plays. And I think another reason for having them on the schedule, St. Thomas having them on the schedule, it's kind of like what they had with St. Xavier uh, when they went up and beat St. Xavier. That was supposed to be a marquee win for them to make it into the NAI playoffs, a team that's usually floating around top twenty-five in the playoffs. Carroll fits that description perfectly, as we already mentioned, was in the playoffs last year and. Uh, face the defending, uh, the now defending champions, Grandview, only lost by a field goal. So very uh, good team, and St. Thomas going to have to travel up north again and play another northern team. But JB, also speaking of heading north, this is a very interesting game right down the road of my hometown in South Georgia. 
We have the Thomas Nighthawks, first-year program, as we all know, welcoming them into the Sun Conference for football, as we say goodbye to them in pretty much every other, other sport. Best of luck to the Nighthawk athletic program uh, in the southern states. But they start off, they have a couple of quote-unquote easier games, but then they have to go play an NAI powerhouse. Um, they were in the playoffs last year as well in Bethel. Yeah, and um, something to note, Bethel did get knocked off by Kaiser in that impressive playoff run last year. So, you know, Bethel's probably going to have a little chip on their shoulder. <laughs> Not a huge fan of the Sun Conference. Um, like you said, Thomas, a brand new program. So this should be a very interesting test. You know, kind of show, like, you know, how much respect we can give Thomas, at you know, at the beginning. You know, it's yeah. going to be a huge, a huge test. I mean, a first-year program against a a team who made the playoffs, that's... Well, you, I think it, I think if you're just giving this what other coaches in the Sun Conference are looking at, I think that this might be the number one uh, game for a lot of coaches because they don't know much about Thomas. No film. No film, nothing. And you get to find out real quick if, if Thomas goes out and has a competitive game or beats Bethel, it's like, oh boy. The Nighthawks are another serious, strong opponent. Another strong opponent. Um, but to talk a little about Bethel, they're returning their quarterback, Joaquin Colazzo, is going to be a senior this year. Um, 3,300 yards, 29 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 20, 227 yards a game. Um, definitely seems like a gunslinger, you know. Yeah. Going to be a senior, so this year probably means a little bit more to him than the other years in the past. Um, look for well, him I'm to have on that. Yeah, I bet you are. I'm I mean, feeling that. I mean, I'm approaching the last few years of my career, and I, every day, I just don't want it to end. Try to. I've been taking it in just a little. N- n- it's weird. It's like I'm, I'm taking it in a little bit more, but it's still like it's same thing. I mean, it's the same thing from when I strapped on the first time as a sophomore in, in high school to now. Just I you mean, take it. Just a, just a little bit of more appreciation for the little things, for the things yeah. you used to complain about. It's like wow, like you start to appreciate those things because, like, you know, sooner or later, like, I really appreciate this ninety-five degree heat in South Central. One of, one of these days when you're like 35, 40 years old, you're gonna be like, dang, I wish I could strap it up with my brothers on that turf field one more time, you know? Go boot it around a little bit more, yeah. kick it around the park. Um, so yeah, this Bethel and Thomas should be a, a very, very good um, little test for for Thomas and Bethel. It could be a little redemption, and it's gonna be a lot, some good information. You know, for us Sun Conference Absolutely. watchers, so. But uh, m- moving on, heading into the top five most anticipated games for Sun Conference football, non-conference-wise, a huge, two, uh, very storied program in Reinhardt taking on the team we already talked about in Southeastern on September 23rd. Yeah, so, so Reinhardt, um, after, you know, looking into them, they didn't have the best year last year, but, you know. So, so like eight and three, something like that? Uh, I think it was. A little, a little less than uh, a few less wins than that. Um, I remember when I was doing my research. No, it's Faulkner. I didn't think about Faulkner. You're right. We did make a switch. Yeah, we always, we, we all, I, dude. When I first started with like baseball and like like those two teams just met. They still mess up like with softball. Yeah. I still got like Faulkner. They just like yeah, yeah. Right, Alabama and then Reinhardt. Right, they're uh, on the Georgia Alabama. I know exactly line. what you mean. Yeah, but I, but anyways, yeah. Reinhardt had a good year. Uh, like, yeah, I think they went eight and three, but still eight solid, three, solid yeah. team. Anyways, go ahead. So um. They're returning a senior tailback, Bell Cow back, 192 carries, 1,000 yards, 5 yards of carry, 17 touchdowns, ground and pound, 
Ground and pound, Southeastern. Good thing they returned a lot on defense because they better be ready to tackle, wrap up. This guy looks like he doesn't go down very easy. That's the one thing I have heard. Um, now, of course, they, they lost some key pieces, but from uh, what I remember talking uh, with some staff in, in the spring, just talking about what they were looking like, uh, maybe doing a little self-scouting myself. No, I can't, of course, of course. But um, uh, they, they return a lot, like you just said, uh, especially D-line from what, what I've heard. It's going to be a, two key, a lot coming back. And two you know, key pieces – you know, with your back seven, I mean, you got a backer and a safety. Got See, this guy seems like, no, 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 coming back for Southeastern. You got Cunningham and Vichek, a linebacker so and Vichek, safety. No, Vichek left. I thought no. you just said he's coming back. No, he left. Okay, but Cunningham's coming back. So, yes. guy, guy in, the, in, the, in the second As far grade. as we know. As far as we know. Devin Collins, the running back from Reinhardt, looks like he gets to the second level quite a bit. So, Ryan Cunningham could have a busy day when they match up, but... You know, another big test for Southeastern. They got a couple of those early on. So, you know, another team, you know, taking that Kaiser strategy, um, looking to prepare for that tough, tough Sun Conference That's another, that's another team, uh, Coach Watt, second year. I mean, another guy we talked about uh, with Florida Memorial, another guy last year um, for Southeastern football standards, maybe a little bit of a, of a down year, six and four. I think they're looking uh, for a few more wins uh, than that. And – they it's not that they're gonna have easy ones in the non-conference. I already mentioned them twice, and uh, having to play Faulkner uh, again. Faulkner, uh, now that's not in your uh, top ten, I know, but of course Faulkner. That's a, a story program I had down here last year. But I mean, two years ago, this is a team that if it weren't for those pesky Weber Warriors, would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Weber. Speaking of Weber and Southeastern, that's going to be a game with a big asterisk next to it because you know you got Weber who's probably gonna after playing them at home a bunch of bunch of experience gonna look to you know with a little sense of swagger and you know confidence when the fire roll around and then the fire gonna come in with that chip on their shoulder that's a game that I'm almost certain I will be at um, hopefully on the sideline maybe I can work my magic with my co-host here and get yeah. a little little field access this is the part this is the part where we start talking about football and I I say no comment <laughs> but I will say, I will say, I am very much looking forward to, to to that game and every other Sun Conference game. And there's just a little bit, little sense of rivalry when you look at Southeastern and and sure. Weber. I think you know softball, baseball. Yeah. I mean soccer, football. I mean I feel like yeah. almost. I don't want to say Warner's not a rival because they are. No, Warner. I, I think, think I think Warner's definitely the number one. But but when yeah. you start when you start looking a little deeper in terms of a second rivalry, kind of like. Additionally to Florida and Florida State, Florida, Georgia, you know, it's different with Georgia, Georgia Tech, Georgia, Florida, that kind of thing. Um, definitely always an asterisk on the schedule when, when the Fire play the Warriors. But I mean, especially um, like we, if, uh, for those who don't know the, the history, I mean, it was about 70 wins in a row for Southeastern uh, against Weber. And those that know Southeastern football, they don't really lose at home. That's not really something that they do. And for Weber to go in and the way that, that we won – I think I think all the points you made are right on. So right on. No comment. Can't can't no wait comment. can't <laughs> wait for that game. But yeah. moving on, yeah. another big matchup, uh, a repeat matchup from last year, Mississippi College and Kaiser. Um, I think you're gonna be a little chip on the shoulder for the Seahawks. On oh this yeah, one? I think the you know Kaiser's gonna have a chip on the shoulder all year long. Yeah. They were seconds away from a national championship. Um, you know. Mississippi College returning two two big time tailbacks, totaling 233 carries, 17 touchdowns, and over 1,800 yards. Uh, Marcus Williams, a junior, 
and John Henry Wright, a redshirt sophomore. Uh, Williams averaging nine yards a carry, and Henry White averaging 6.1 yards a carry. So Mississippi College loves the ground and pound. Um, Kaiser, like I said, with similar to Southeastern, um, they're going to have to, you know, be ready to tackle. You know, ready to be physical. It's definitely going to be a physical game. Kaiser looking to get some revenge. And, um, yeah, and kinda, not only that kind of uh, historic because Mississippi College coming down to Kaiser. Yes. This first, uh, first time D2 program has gone down to West Palm Beach to uh, to play Kaiser, and was, that's a big one. I was getting ready to add that it, Mississippi College will be on the road, so Kaiser does have that home field advantage. Yeah. I know Mississippi is hot. It's warm. But, yeah. you know, I think West Palm Beach, I think that's, that's pretty warm too, if you ask me. Probably going to be a hot one. Um, and I believe that's going to be first game, first game of the year for Mississippi College, is. too. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's so August 31st, I mean, right at the beginning uh, of the year. So that is definitely a fresh one. I bet you that was an asterisk on, on Kaiser's schedule coming from last year. And then you say the same um, thing with them playing about Austin State. And what, I mean, I, I, I'll, let that, I'll let the takes go up to you, but, man, they can go and get one, just one of those. How big is that for NAI in the D2? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, absolutely huge. Um, because like I said a little bit earlier, I think you're just, this is just gonna, this is just the beginning of, of what we're going to see in the next coming years with NAI. You know, these these Division two and smaller Division one schools are going to play these NAI teams because it's a good comp. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a good competition, and no one shies away from a good competition if you're looking to build a good program. Absolutely. And that's with any sport. So. Well, speaking of trying to build a good programs, we talked about earlier number three in the, in the must-watch non-conference games, the boys in the bad, baby. Taking on the Stetson Hatters, a Division One program in DeLand, Florida. Um, Stetson plays plays two Sun Conference teams, which we'll, one of them we'll talk about in a second. But starting off with Weber and Stetson, um, they are returning their quarterback. 17 touchdowns, 11 picks, 58% completion percentage. But another, you know, a point I made a little earlier. Return your quarterback is big. I mean, whoever knows a thing about that, a big replacement with Cody Braden, you know, exiting, it's graduating. So you're going to have to fill that void. So yeah, definitely Weber's going to ha- have some has some work to do in that in that position. But, I mean, Stetson returning their guy. 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. Not not the the, the best year, 58% completion percentage, which, which really isn't bad. Um, but, you know, Stetson probably going to be a little bigger, a little stronger, a little faster than Weber. I think, you know, they both play in Florida, so I think the, you know, the, the weather and the environment is going to be something that both teams can handle, used to. To we're going to play at 7, I'm hype. We're going to play oh, a night yeah. game. Still going, to be wa- still going to be warm, but that oh, sun yeah. will be down. I'm hype. Um, that's, that's one I will be tuning into. Um, if I do have some free time, maybe mosey my way to Orlando to catch that to catch that game. Better see um, some uh, some alumni. I know we'll be right there. Uh, Ethan Burns, better see you out there in your hometown. Cody, right down the road. Jacob, better see some uh, Weber alumni there. I tell you that when, when I saw that game on the schedule, it just fired me up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that's just you're just a competitor, and I think that's something that Weber is starting to develop after having the the, the, the episode with the head coach, Coach Pooch, last year. Yeah. Um, that's just what. That's the kind of player he was, and that's just the kind of player he's not making his like his players, but oh. he's he's implementing that kind of you know the tenacity and the, you know the, the heart. Run, I will run through a freaking brick wall for that guy. And see, you know that's that's the kind of things you want to hear. I'll run through. That, that's what that's what you that's what you want to hear. You know, I have a couple other friends um, on the Weber football team that I know can probably say the same oh, thing. Yeah. No doubt. Um, so this really intriguing matchup. The re- reason why it comes in at number three. 
Stetson being a Division One program, um, you know, they, they do play two Sun Commerce teams. And, you know, I think Weber had a huge jump last year and expect them to, you know, replicate last year and maybe do, you know, a little better. Um, like I said, very intrigued to see who runs out there as QB1 in week one. Um, uh-huh. Definitely paying attention, uh-huh. pick, picking my co-host brain and maybe get a little insight before. No comment. But <laughs> I guess we're going to keep that one hidden for a little bit. Yeah, we'll keep it at least off air for now. <laughs> but moving on, Stetson again will play St. Thomas. I mean, St. Thomas has a, has a schedule. What a non-conference slate. I mean, I mean, we talk about honorable mentions again. They're playing Texas Wesleyan. We know we already talked about St. Thomas and Stetson, but um, they got to play Texas Wesleyan too. That's another road game. I think their schedule is like at, at Texas Wesleyan, at Carroll, at Stetson, and then they get into conference schedule. Then no doubt there will be some road warriors uh, heading, heading into the season or heading into conference play. St. Thomas will definitely be ready for, for the some conference schedule. No doubt. Um, they, like I said, you know, like you said as well, Chip on their shoulder, you know, very upset with how their season ended after a great year. Yeah. Um, you're going to see a very angry man running the football for the Bobcats. Going to be very you, – you better get a couple guys on him or you better know how to tackle or yeah. it's going to be a long, long night or day for that defense. Um, but to cap off our – Number one, and I want to say real quick, I don't think that this matchup you're about to say, this might be – and again, I don't like the, the fire off the football takes or, or anything, but I think this might be one of the most anticipated non-conference football matchups in the entire NAI this season. In the last few years, we got Lindsey Wilson and Kaiser. Lindsey Wilson, that was kind of the first team that I heard of outside of the Sun Conference when I started doing this with Reagan. When I first became friends with Reagan, we had conversations about you know his first game at Weber, and still to this day, them absolutely only... laying it to him. Buddy, we scored seven. I remember a nice little – I remember it exactly. It was a nice little fade ball. Cody threw up a butte. Jacob called it. I'm like, holy cow, we're here. We're playing the defending champ up 7 nothing. We just hushed their crowd right after they hung up the red banner, and then they dropped 52 straight on us. But still to this day, the only game I've averaged less than 30 yards a punt, and I'm that, that game still just eat, eats at me. Oh, I – I bet it does. Um, but, you know, Lindsey Wilson, you know, two years post-national championship. Um, this is their second year without a their long-term quarterback. Relied on the run heavily last year. Definitely a little bit of a down year um, last year compared to the couple in the couple years in the past. Um, they have a senior tailback, Colby Belcher. 199 carries, 912 yards, six touchdowns, 4.6 yards per carry. And, you know, we've already discussed, you know, Kaiser. You know they're they're returning their their playoff quarterback, uh, a running back who got a ton of reps. We already talked about you know they're having to replace, you know a little a few pieces. But I mean, Kaiser, a blue blood in the NEI, Lindsey Wilson, blue blood in the NEI. I mean, look for yeah. just a marquee match. I mean, that's two that's two playoff teams uh, from from last year. Uh, of course, that Grandview got the best of uh, Lindsey Wilson to end their uh, three peat and I think like quarterfinals or something like that. Uh, last year, but they're coming off a year where, and I, and like you said, a disappointing season. And some people could look at, you know, I'm making the playoffs. I mean, if I, me personally, if Weber goes and we win a playoff game, I'm gonna, whew, I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna be wearing some, I'm, I'm gonna be very excited. All some podcast episodes, I promise that. But I, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. For Lindsey Wilson, they're wanting to hang the red banner. That's right? like yeah. something similar you could, worth noting. I mean, Southeastern baseball, one of yeah. the most impressive years and. 
in NEI baseball history, winning the national championship in 2022, um, and then coming back, going to going back to Idaho, Lewis and Idaho, and and falling short. That's a great. You know that, that's a, it's a great year. Yeah. I mean they, I played them both years. Impressive opponent. I mean top to bottom rosters, unbelievable. They're pretty good. They're pretty pretty good, pretty good baseball team. But you know, like not getting that red banner whenever they were anticipated to. Yeah. Everyone thought they were going to, and they lost. It was almost when you have people rooting against you to not win the national championship again. You know you're in the right direction with your program, yeah. and I think that's the same. You know, with Lindsey Wilson, they they probably aspire to be the national champs every year now. Similar to Alabama, similar to Georgia. There it is. You know, <laughs> See, <laughs> because I, you you said it because you knew I was about to say. It. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I know you a little bit, um, but that, that that's kind of that's kind of like Lindsey Wilson and Southeastern baseball. I mean, that's just no, no. that's just the standard now. And you yeah. know, I think all these Sun Conference teams scheduling tough opponents. Because I mean, yeah. if you look at it, top to bottom in the conference, you got at least one. Aside from Ave Maria, they they didn't have um, any you know eye popping opponents early on this year. But every other team in the Sun Conference has yeah. a team that's worth noting as an opponent early on. I mean. That's a, it's just a trend, and then Warner, a Warner too. They, they uh, I think they're gonna take the year off after last year. They got a, a taste of, of that Division One football, and that was that was tough to watch. But I think um, it was definitely a learning experience. No comment, bro. <laughs> definitely a learning experience. That was that was tough to watch. I was watching that, and I didn't I didn't think a football game was able to get out of hand like that. No, I didn't even not. think it was possible. Neither did I. Um, but hey, but, you hey, know, hey, another another team, another program, second year. Um, and hey, maybe they they, they start off three and zero, have a little bit of momentum. We're looking at a totally different Warner Thanks. World team. What we've seen the last was, couple years. I was just years. getting ready to say that. I mean, sometimes you kind of need that punch in the mouth to realize, to kind of get a, like a self evaluation of your program where it's yeah. at. And you know, it's honorable that their first year head coach, you know, put a schedule together like that, open up against a Division One team who you play, who you see play the, the Texas Longhorns, the, the Horn Frog, you know, those big time schools in Texas. And then you go, you roll up there and play them as an NAI team, historically not at the top of the conference. And you go up there and you know and just and give it a go. So it's yeah. definitely, I think it's definitely smart that they kind of like tone the schedule down a little bit to try and you know give their players a chance to develop. Probably a lot of young players, new coach, normally how that works. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and and, and, and like we said. Um, a little vague with the info, still getting it in. Uh, obviously, Kaiser, we were able to do Weber, all, all that, getting all, all, all the info in. We're going to continue to be better. Um, I think this is, great. this is a great idea. This is fun. No, I, I mean, I I love the non-conference matchup because I think those You're are – You're still like a ways away from getting to conference play. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not happening until the mid-September. And, and don't you guys worry the first – once it's week one, we will have all the information that we need oh. on every team because it's a little bit tough being – I mean, fall camp's just starting. We're talking yeah, about, we're, like, players, coaches. Early. Early. So the yeah. fact that we have this kind of information and, you know, we're able to talk about this is – well, I'm definitely grateful that we're able to get this kind of information yeah. out. So we're going to do something know. similar to um, – I'm going to do, do it with, with soccer, men's and women's. I'm going to do something similar. Uh, there's some big-time non-conference matchups, but – uh, we, we talked about this last episode, not much of a non-conference schedule for most of the teams because we hop right into uh, conference play like first week of September for uh, soccer. I don't know, I don't know if, you, if, you, if you knew this or not, but we've doubled up the schedule for men's and women's I did soccer. see. Yeah, I, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did see that. It was 30 I'm games high. now instead of 15. Well, no, 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 not that. It's the, it's the uh, they doubled up the conference. 
I think there are, I think there are similar games. So instead of like Weber playing going to Southeastern and then having Warner come to Weber or whatever. You have two against Warner. You're playing. That's two what I mean. Against, so yeah, you got to yeah, add yeah. eight or nine games to your schedule. They were at 15, so I mean maybe 25 games. Instead Something of, like that. But they, they, I know most teams cut off most uh, the uh, some uh, what was it? non-conference matchups to kind of even it out. But still, I mean, you still got play some non-conference games to, uh, beforehand. Yeah. No, Southeastern's going uh, men's soccer. They're playing uh, USF. Tomorrow, oh, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Okay. Actually, I might uh, give it up for the fire. What a yeah. what a good start to the yeah. year. No, no, no. I've had a little uh, humbling uh, experience for yeah. sure. You know, win or lose, yeah. definitely going to be a telltale of where they're at in terms of the grand scheme of you know college athletics and men's soccer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's going to be good. A lot of huge off forty minutes. Oh boy, a, a huge matchup. A huge huge matchups. First four weeks gonna be entertaining. With I, I mean, football. think about it: Division One, NFL, NAI. I mean, NAI is a little more intriguing to us than I most mean, yeah. because we are NAI <laughs> athletes. But I mean, Dude, wow, uh, our weekends are gonna be slam packed with just football, football, football. football, I mean, football. Give me all the football. Give me all. Give me all. And, and for me, give me the give me the Sun Conference football. I want all the Sun Conference football. Man, man, football and football. We want it all. Well, I mean, we want, want it all. It all. And man, he's gonna be killing it uh, with, with volleyball. I get him, him, him on here. I, I, I tell you, low key, low key. Now, obviously, baseball, softball, side. Low key, my one of my favorite sports to broadcast is doing play by play for volleyball. Fast paced, not a long game. You're in. It's, it's kind of like a, like with flag football. Like I remember last year when I was like, I hopped on the call for my first flag football game. I was like, okay, we'll sell this. And it ended up being electric. It's just electric. Volleyball, electric. I mean, I think I just credit that to you just loving sports, man. I do. Sports are cool. I mean, think about life without it. I don't... What, what would I do? I, what, what, what would I podcast about? Uh, nature? What would I do? Probably nature. I've I'm alive, been alive for 22 years, and what we do all I've sports? done is sports. What? Like, I don't even watch... I'd probably be better, better, uh, better grades. You have 4.0, though. I, I am I am yeah, kind of a nerd. You are a nerd. Not sports. By the nerd. way, if, if you're listening and, and you know you have, if you have a good grades, nerd is not a nerds. bad thing. No, I mean, well, I, I, I think I, I know I'm a Sun Conference nerd. I'm an NAI softball nerd. My classroom, I'll, I'll get the job done. At the end of the day, everyone gets the same piece of paper if you pass. Whether you got all A's or all C's, you will have the same exact piece of paper. There you go. And you will have the same quote unquote credibility coming out of a university, because I promise you, when you get an interview, they're not going to see if you were, if you graduated summa cum laude or you got a 2.0. Yeah. You graduated, so you have a degree and you're eligible. You tell me that when so. you, you had your interview at uh, Just Move, they didn't care that you had uh, that at the top of your resume. Oh, they, 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 <laughs> I mean, it, it, was, it was probably it was probably worth noting. It was probably worth noting, but I mean, there is some discrepancy, like. If you're a 2.0 student, yeah. you can still sound like you got a 4.0. Like some people, nah, they just. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not advocating for coasting by by by, by any means. But, but we're also not saying you have to be a nerd to be successful. No, there's definitely. And if you are a nerd, you're you're great. You're awesome. Yeah. I I mean, you're, you're a nerd. I, if if you didn't have a 4.0, I don't even know if I would have brought you on at first. <laughs> I'm like, you can't handle this crap. <laughs> if you're to come, you're like, yeah, I got like a 2.0. I'm like, I don't think a, being a podcast co-host is what you need. Uh, in, in your off time, um, but man, what a summer we spent together. Yeah, I was about to say I was looking at the clock. I'm like, we, I don't care. As long as this like, get longer than an hour and a half, dude. 
So for those that are still stuck around, let's do the top 10. So obviously I've said a couple times, uh, spent the summer up in Saudi's New York. Um, we had a few, we have a couple good catchers, some D one catchers. Um, one of the guys got injured and, uh, Colin and, uh, we hear hear maybe a thing or two. Maybe Colin might call you. We don't say anything, of course. Even though I'm like, I don't want to holler at Jay Bake. Get him <laughs> up here. And then uh, it, it does happen. You come uh, right there, Fourth of July. We have an incredible summer uh, up there in Sarvies, New York. I mean, there are a lot of stories that um, that, that I mean, you, you have that I have. I mean, we we could spend literally. Two, probably two or I'm thinking two, three, four podcasts. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, how I mean that one is something that that I used to say in Missouri. I never really said down here in Florida, and now I started saying it. I said it again in New York. That's kind of like like something. Uh, me and my boy Chance, that shot Chance uh, from from Lincoln. Oh, something we say like whoa, 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 and. I, Josh, I, Josh, I, I don't even know. How to, like, I don't know when you use woo, 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 woo. I, and I. Everyone has yeah, their now, own reason. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you see, you see something cool happen, or someone tells you something, you're like, oh, woo. And, <laughs> and now every time I answer Reagan's phone call, woo, woo. There's several of us that do that. I mean, there's just. Like, I had the other day. I was getting my hair cut by another to Schmidt. Um, I'll talk to you more about Schmidt. Woo, woo. So someone just walked in the door saying, woo, woo, woo. Who was that? I don't know. Was that Ty? Might have been, might have right, been. This is great podcasting, but whatever. Uh, um, uh, anyway, Schmidt, uh, he's a DB on, on the Weber football team, transferred in from Presbyterian, already taking reps with the ones. He's nasty. But gave me a little fresh fade, got to get a haircut, and I put him on, woo, 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 and he's saying it. And I said, There's... watch this. I said, watch this. I, I typed in Xavier Rodriguez, called him. You know what X says? <laughs> woo, 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 woo. I mean, oh, there was man. just so many little things. Ty. I mean, what a what <laughs> Ty. I mean, what I mean, what a group of guys we had up there. Oh, damn, it's crazy. I mean, we're talking guys from California, Texas, Florida, New Georgia, Jersey, New Jersey, York. New York, all over, meeting up in this small little hamlet, Saugerties, New York, and I had mean, a great town, and just had a I, blast. I mean, just great guys to, to be around, be around at the ballpark. Uh, the J- JB hanging out with the players and. and me and being around them and uh, talking with them, getting to know them, their story, and uh, getting to see. And I, I, I talked about him a couple episodes ago, but to see what a guy like Andrew Amato, who's going to be at the very least in the minor league baseball system here very, very soon, and maybe playing for one of the big league teams. I mean, getting to see him and how he uh, went about like, the adjustments that, that he made and he went through. I already. I gave him that spill. How just lowering his hands a couple of inches made him maybe the number one power hitter heading into next this coming up baseball season. I mean, that was one of the most unbelievable hitters. One of the most unbelievable summer. This is my third. That was my third season of summer ball, and I have yet to see anyone put together a summer summer season the way that he did. I mean, just watching him play and watching him hit, it was just, it was so you, professional. Who, for those listening, who could you compare him to in the Sun Conference? Would you say, I mean, the, the one that kind of comes to mind, just hitting-wise, Fuentes kind of comes to mind. That was the first person that yeah. came to mind. It's got to be, right? Uh, also, Tim Bouchard from when, when Bouchard. he was at Kaiser. Yeah. He, very professional hitter. You can just tell when they get in the box. You know, Amato is more of the laid-back yeah. kind of, 
easy going, talking with very the fans, chatty, talking with the fans, you know, like, very you just one. go with the flow. Yeah. They, they didn't, nothing was too big of it. Nothing was a big deal. No. You know, there was just a certain level of focus and he just, the way he went about a business is like, he's been doing it for, you know, for years. I mean, you know, guys like, you know, Fuentes and Bouchard were a little bit more, you know, zeroed in and focused when they were at the plate, not as yeah. much, not as talkative, but I mean, to each his own, but I mean, those three guys, they're all in the talks of being... Well, Some of X, the best hitters I've seen. Well, uh, X, uh, Xavier Rodriguez, uh, he said at the beginning, he was like, this is one of the best college hitters I've, I've been around. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was still, I was still, I still have to think Fuentes is better. And I think, it, I mean, it was before you got there, a couple of, a week or so before you got there, I looked at him and I was like, this might be the best hitter I've ever covered. And I doubled down on that. I, st- I think he's one, he's maybe the most dominant athlete that I've seen in the league. Now, I mean, course, he played, a, yeah. he's not even a center fielder, and he played a lockdown center fielder. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're not, I'm not even talking about offensively for this for this guy either. I mean, one of the best gloves, and I mean, we compare him to defensively, I mean, Drake Dobianski, obviously. I mean, Draco, he, I don't know if I've ever seen a ball fall in his, in, no. in his little his zone out there in center. I mean, he could cut. It would almost seem like Drake could cover foul pole to foul pole. That's, you know, how sure-handed he was. Yeah, so, so people listen to, to, to who, who Andrew Mato is. Imagine Drake Dobianski's fielding ability with Brian Fuentes or Tim Bouchard at the plate. Yeah, it's just... And maybe, but I mean, I, I'd honestly say, in all due respect to Brian, Tim, and Drake, probably another notch up yeah. uh, on all of that. I mean, dude just went out there and mashed. Oh, and he's lefty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Throw we're, talk, we're talking there. like leadoff hitter, first pitch of the game, 90 Blah. miles an hour, whack, home run. Everybody knows it. You know, doesn't see a fastball the rest of the night. I'm trying to think. I think he did that. Three times. Three times. Yeah, three times. First so When I was there, whack. three multi-homer games. Yeah. And I was only there for. He had five. Less than a month. He had like five. About a month, yeah. He did go on a real heater. A, a, little, a little small story. One of my first games, uh, you know, I got on. Whether I walked or got a hit or something like that, I was on first. I was talking to the first base coach. Yeah. You know, I've been catching you know six or seven innings. Shout out to start Lord. starting to get a little tired. You know, it's getting you know sweating through my uniform. Yeah. And I looked at the coach and I was like, it would be really really nice if he goes yard here, so I don't have to run the bases, so I can just you know jog. Next pitch, absolutely <laughs> obliterates a ball like 400 feet. And Jesus. quite frankly, I get to jog around the bases, and my wish that came true. But that's just the kind of player he was. He would just change the game in the snap of your fingers. No, I mean, it, but man, Socrates, that was no, was that was great. the best experience. And, and it wasn't just, I mean, the, the team, I mean, the town, the that community, the way they. It felt they, like home towards the end. It, it did. I mean, you were only there for a month. I was there for uh, two months. I mean, our, our host fan. Shout out the host fan. Shout out. I mean, CBMS Jamie, you guys are the best. Duke. Duke. Uh, Jacob. Jacob. Jake got a new he car. Did, he did get a new Jay car. Jake got the car. Jake got the whip. Not great, great experience. I mean, I know there's countless guys uh, it, that I'll stay in touch with for sure. Yeah, and it, absolutely that. I mean, countless guys right now. I'm sure listening that have either played summer ball or just got done, done with or thinking the same thing. Actually, reminds me. Uh, I don't know why it's just popped in my brain. There's some. There's a very big subtraction inside conference baseball that just happened yesterday. Jose Gonzalez transferred to Bethune Cookman. Ave Maria's huh. guy. Uh-huh. Huh. Good for him. Yeah. Good I mean, for him. Yeah. Tough blow to the Jirenes because he he did some damage against the Warriors last year. We did take yeah, care did. of business 
all that four is. times last nah. year. All five times, really. Oh, yeah. All five times, but, you know, there were some good baseball games almost every time. Yeah, threw that um, two-run no-hitter against them. We sure did. We sure did. Beat them in the conference tournament. Went down for a big end of year sweep. Yeah. But those are just good baseball games. That's a program I really liked last spring. I really like. Then of course, where we translate? Yeah, we translate your football or baseball. The other one, other one is just kind of yeah, But no, I mean, what I think, I think really the parallel of the Sun Conference is Ave Maria baseball and Weber football. Young head coaches on the come up. Gonna be. I mean, I'm going to tell you it, the success they had. If Weber football can have that kind of success this year, sign me the heck up, man. Oh yeah. They can get get ranked in the top twenty, maybe make a little run ski for the boys. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be a fun year. I think. Uh, I think now, and this is obviously thanks to what Kaiser did last year. I think now the Sun Conference is going to get a lot more national attention. A lot more well, national most attention for football. I'm talking about football, of course. I think. I mean, I think like. The you know the big the big three I guess you could say big four and I think softball is making a huge jump in like national news in terms of you know division you know that division one women's college world series did you see Oklahoma got or yeah Oklahoma got Oklahoma State's number one all American pitcher yeah they might win again they may or, not lose yeah they may not lose but, but wow I mean just all right. sports I like I like sports I love sports. good to have you back. It's great to be on, man. It's I can't wait to do this. Yeah. Um, we had awesome great interviews. Semester. Great interviews coming up. Uh, I, I, I don't mind. You know, I, I don't like telling y'all who, who I'm having on, especially if the episode has been recorded yet. But the hammer, I'll say the hammer has agreed to come on Suncast. That is big news for Reagan and I. Brad, Brad and Hammer are look. Are the that's the boss. That's the boss boss, but that is we're, boss. We're excited to have him on. Um, few a few others that we'll keep a little bit closer. Um, obviously, the trouble right now is just schedule. I mean, with, with my schedule with football and then trying to work that around soccer coaches, the football coaches, volleyball coaches' schedule, a lot going on. You you got you a know, little side note yeah. with Hammer coming on. Um, that was one. It's a little bit, a little little sweet, to, a little sweeter to have him on because that was someone who we kind of had to prove our worth, our credibility oh, yeah. to. And the fact that he's agreed to come on is just, you know, a test to majority of what Reagan has done over the last year and a half. And I'll it's give myself on, a little man. credit, you know, you know, coming on last year, first time ever doing something like this. And, you know, coming back this year, Reagan and I have had numerous talks about the things that we'd like to do and the effort we'd like to give. And yeah. the fact that we're able to get, I guess you'd say, our boss, you know, yeah. in the room with us yeah. is, is huge for us. It just It just makes it... You know, makes you appreciate all the work that we've done and I mean, all, the, all the work Reagan's done throughout the last year and a half dude, you know, to I, prove himself. I just, I, it, it, it's surreal now. I, it really is. I, I, I remember last summer we were, you know, doing episodes via Zoom and it was just, you know, we were just having fun with it. Just shoot, shooting, just Talking. Just, just, talking, just chatting, literally just, just chatting. chatting. I, I, That's another one. Another saga. <laughs> just just chatting. chatting. Who well, came out? Who was that? Is that cute? Did you no, go with that one? That was me. That was you? Because remember that night I said TJ yeah, was chatting? chatting. That's right. Oh chatting. Everyone had their, everyone threw chatting. their, their phrase or their word on the summer and chatting. they all stuck. Some will keep all fair. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, some big ones. Uh, Josh, Josh, I <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Uh, went from very serious to very unserious there. Um, I appreciate those kind of words, Josh. I mean, you've, you've been right here. Even when you weren't on, you were here behind the scenes. Um, I would talk about things and you would, you'd be the guy I talked to first, of course. Um, and now we're back in the fall, right back with it. And knock a little bit of the rust off, first one. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, knock a little rust off. Um, it's been about a year since we record. I recorded an episode with uh, with Reagan. Not quite ever. About two, about, about well, sure. I'm eight, not, eight, nine months. Yeah, something like that. But um, a lot of new faces, so it's definitely. Last yeah. year we got super comfortable with the names and the faces and yeah. the, the players and stuff like that. So this year, don't don't worry, guys. That we'll we'll be very sharp with. With everything and everybody, as soon as try to. I don't know. I might just come up to. I might just might just talk, just chat, just chat, just chat, <laughs> just, just, chat. just say stuff, just, just chat, just hop on one episode like after a big big song conference where you just talk about nature. <laughs> Here we go. Life without, oh, life without sports, but yeah, man, um, that is, it's been great. I and mean, like I've said numerous numerous times on here, I mean the the support from everybody in the conference is student athletes, that, administrators, that, parents. That, it, that's the backbone to this. I mean, what took this from that? It's the reason. Stool, the reason that, we that bar it. stool that 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 went from that bar stool that that whatever kind of screw it, Bob, to what Suncast is now. I mean, the backbone of it is people at the schools helping me, helping you now with football, uh, set up interviews and so on and so forth. Spill out, get given a couple times, but, um, it's what the student athletes deserve. You no, know? yeah. That, and again, I mean, that, that's something, and I have to get in something. I'm not, the last, I don't know, the last couple months, really, I, I've reflected on It's like, all right, what what was Suncast about when you first started? March March 18, twenty two. What what's the premise? Athletes first. And it's like, all right, we gotta make sure we're doing that. And guess what? That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. We'll keep doing it. Um, I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Go Gators. Go Dogs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the episode. Probably will have another one come out. Ah, you just. Say Saturday, maybe we'll do Saturday. Um, another episode. Um, I know we said we're gonna try to do Tuesday, Friday. Y'all gotta bear with me through this fall count. Bear with me until I talk about this resch- fall We've camp. rescheduled this podcast three times and we right. finally got it. In. It was supposed to be Tuesday morning, and then it was gonna be Tuesday night, and then it was gonna be uh, Wednesday morning, and now it's Wednesday evening uh, while we're recording, but. Yeah, no, great episode. Um, Rust has officially been knocked off. Rust officially knocked off. But hey, thank all of you for turning into an episode. We'll be right back uh, here in uh, a few days. Subscribe. And hey, uh, the graphic, go like go like the social medias. We're posting this graphic. Honestly, the graphic will probably be up before y'all even see. You'll probably see the graphic before the episode. But it is what it is. Everybody, have a wonderful night. Love y'all.